I'm going to show you guys actually this, these living documents that we, that we do. And I'm really going to focus in on the proof of concept guide. And this, uh, as a vendor, which Seven Signal is, and uh, you, can, you can look at this as another vendor in some line of work that you have, or you can take this as your army of one and, and use this process as well. But this is what you should expect from a vendor. Uh, you should expect uh, strong communication, strong documentation, and clearly defined deliverables and clearly defined timelines. And then you basically keep track of it. So we're going to run over these uh, topics real quick. Foremost common project styles. They're, the names have changed a little bit. Uh, what I really want to focus on, I'm going to throw a little some goodies in, like the email stuff, the tips and trip, tips and tricks for keeping your projects on time and on budget, uh, understanding stakeholder needs, goal setting. Right, everybody says I have a dream, but dream is really a goal on a deadline. That's not my quote. I'm not really sure who said that, but I've always always say that when people say I dream of retiring one day or I dream of having this or that. I'm like, well, a dream is a goal on a deadline. I think it's Brian Tracy, uh, but it's a really good uh, word to live by. And that our goals, when we have these projects, uh, we actually are saying what what do you dream about in kind of a cheesy way of have your Wi-Fi to work and let's get that on a deadline. Right. Let's see what that looks like. Let's define those deliverables and then let's assess risk and uh, assign roles. Over the many, many years and thoughts of project management styles, uh, Don again had mentioned uh, an army of one uh, with COVID, with a lot of people working remote, uh, the pro proliferation of you know the clouds and the tools. Uh, you might have heard recently, Cisco actually acquired a company recently. They did it all from remote, which was pretty amazing. They actually never even met. Um, we are doing more and more from the work from home, obvious reasons, and you guys probably are as well. And we're seeing a, a paradigm shift. So the proliferation of video conferencing, like we're talking about today, uh, and some of these tools that you can use really can use your benefit for your internal and your external projects, depending on which, which part you're on. So we have internal project management, we've got external, we have hybrids, we have acquisitions, uh, all a little bit different. And there's uh, different types of Wi-Fi projects. But what I wanted to focus in on on the time that we have is how to define all of that and keep track of it. And tips and tricks section, again, start with the end in mind. And you'll see this in our document. Uh, we actually have a timeline that is stamped. And from the minute that we start, that's the timeline that we're looking at. We have a review document that's even in the timeline that says, this is what we're gonna go over. This is what we are looking to have. And this is actually what is success. A lot of projects in my career, especially early in my career, when uh, networking was new and I was young as well, is that we had these great big projects, but we never talked about actually what good looked like or what success was. Uh, so having that defined and having the information of the stakeholders, of the budget all in a document that's a living document that can be shared. And, and here's a tip. When you create these living documents, you don't have to email it back and forth. Use Google Drive, uh, use SharePoint, use Dropbox, uh, and just hyperlink it. Even if you guys are using uh, SharePoint, uh, uploading a, a drop document or even a living document like Google, Google Doc, uh, cuts down on that email size space and then having to resend or having to, you know, email not coming through, but having a nice link right there uh, really helps with the process of you know, all this collaboration going on.
the main point of a project in a Wi-Fi project too is define who is actually the customer, who's the end user, decision maker, and have that well find in a document because they do have each needs. And real quickly, we're going to move into goal setting and a little bit about that this document or these documents are living. They're they're fluid. There's there's certain things in the document that are milestones, uh, but it is a fluid document. And if you repeat this process, once you have it defined, you'll, you'll find that projects run a lot smoother. And also projects stall, projects kick up back again, projects sometimes restart, sometimes a project will start and stop six months from now. Uh, if you have all of this information already handy, saved in a folder, like you notice with my email or in my, my document tree looks the same way, I can easily go back and say, okay, where did we leave off, right? Where, where was the last place? And not just saying like, well, we need to restart the whole process. I don't know who was here. Even if there's a different stakeholder now, uh, you have this living document that's shown these steps of where you are in the project. You can simply hand it to the next professional and that person's like, okay, this was my role that I just took. All right, let's, let's start from right up here if we have to. I am a huge proponent of Slack. We use it here in 7Signal. It's a great tool. Even the free version is great. Uh, Slack also has a webhook integration for alarms and alerts. So 7Signal being a Wi-Fi vendor and appliance like our Sapphire Eye, we actually can send alerts to a Slack channel. So what a great way to have a project group Slack name and then also have alerting going to the same time and show actually, you know, what, what's, what's happening, right? For, for a repository for everyone. So a lot of these services are free. Uh, a lot of these services have a lot of built-in security features already. So if you have a document that's sensitive, you know, you can put it up into Google Drive and then you can set the permissions to where only certain people can see it and then it can be deleted uh, at a certain time. So there are some really built in nice features for some of these freeware tools. And again, I'm not, you know, full disclosure, I'm, I'm a security guy as well. You definitely want to review that for, you know, each person to make sure it's okay, but it makes it a lot easier than constantly sending huge email attachments, right? Is to use some of these tools for your product. So real quickly, all of that information together, we define all of this into one page. And if you, would uh, bear with me, I'd like to show you what this actually looks like. Uh, so at 7Signal, I think we've done a really good job of having a product like this that we actually repeat. And what this is, is a statement of work document that we use every day for customers and existing customers and vendors should be doing with this with you as well. And what we do is we define what I just discussed. We give a little bit of information. I'm gonna make this a little big, a little big, because there's only some things that are pertinent. We define exactly what we were, we were discussing, and then we put timelines around it. So you'll notice a section on terms, clearly defined terms of what the scope is of this project. Doesn't matter what type of project you're doing, you're gonna wanna have those terms documented. And this is that living document you're gonna have a clearly defined deliverables of what's gonna be uh, applied from a vendor or from another team or from yourself, what you're actually delivering. We give information about what is needed for our project to work right here in this document with references to other links. So for other people, being an army of one and being the point person, sometimes if you just give people the information that they need, 
and show them real easily where that information is, they'll go and look at that information on their own and answer their own question instead of asking you or, or somebody else with it. Uh, very, very good to speed up processes and very clearly defined what was need, little information, but here's the most important part here is the timeline. In projects, you wanna, as we first thing I talked about, we wanna start from the, with the end in mind. We wanna have a date, and as soon as we start, we wanna break that down. In Seven Signal World, we break these down by different meeting times. And we have, each one of these is actually a calendar meeting invite. It's actually pre-scheduled, usually on a cadence, usually one week or two weeks in advance. We name our calendar invite the actual name of the milestone, and we upload this document with that calendar invite with a PDF form. If someone can't make the meeting, the meeting still usually will happen because we already have our documentation and so they can pick up on the next week. We like to schedule our meeting sometimes with the kickoffs, maybe an hour. That's usually a little too long, but we start to go into 15 increments. About everybody can make a 15 minute meeting and if there is a tangent or if there's a breakoff session, then we can schedule another time for that. But usually keeping these check-ins about 15 minutes uh, you know, on a cadence is really all you need. So we mentioned what the milestones are, which are meetings for this project. We mentioned how much we think the effort is and the timing. Right? And then the second most important of all projects is what is the goal? What is the dream? What does success look like? Here are those things for this one example. This is what, at the end of the day, for, for our project, and think of this in terms for what you could use, of what a successful project is. And now you have your timeline, you have your, your, your tasks associated to people, you have your calendar invites there, uh, everybody has a clear defined work, so now you have all this information, what do you do with it? Again, you wanna repeat the process. So here is this document in action. I'm just gonna load this guy. Now, PowerPoint is great. I like to export this as a PDF and then put it into a Dropbox or a Google Drive or SharePoint where it's just a link. And then I send these as an update, an update as, as we go. And it's a living document. So each milestone we talked about, we then review where what the calendar time frame is, right? Each meeting. We then review, super important, where we are in the project phase. What timelines we were when we hit these different meetings, right? Each time we, we did a meeting like this, everybody was there, everybody agreed where we were at, we checked it off and we moved down. Very clearly defined on where we're at and what needs to be done. We always review what the goals are or what the deliverable. This isn't just for Seven Signal. this should be for any Wi-Fi project that you have as an army of one. You should always clearly be finding what is success. We get lots of scope creep, a lot of, well, can it do this, can it do that? Don't be afraid to say, hey, this will affect the timeline, or this isn't in scope, or if it's that important, maybe we need to add this into scope, right? Maybe we need to stretch some things. But having that clearly defined, everybody usually agrees, yeah, you know, that's that's fine. We'll we'll work with that. Right. We have information about what we're doing, and then I've actually removed this data. Uh, but we actually show some signal and for you guys and any vendor that you have, 
the actual success criteria. If we're working towards a goal on a timeline, we should report each time that individual goal and if we're hitting it or not, right? That puts everything together and keeps you on a timeline. And then after you show that in your scheduled meeting, you then review exactly what you just said again, your success, what's been done, you know, things, how things are. If there's any outstanding tasks that need to be done, you document it here as well, and you document it live while the meeting's going, and then you review and get sign off on the next step, which is what we do right down here, where we say next step, and we have the time of things that are, when we did this meeting, and hopefully how everything moves, we move straight down the line all the way up to, to wrap up. So in a nutshell, that is how we do Wi-Fi project management, specifically from a vendor to a customer um, <clears throat> in a POC, a, a, a proof of concept or a pilot or a trial. That is how we, we do this timeline, how we do our process. It is one document that we reuse each time for each customer, but it's completely different for each customer based on criteria, but we keep the same timeline uh, dates, uh, key whole, key responsibilities, all of that might be different for a different account, but we all keep it on the same document. And it helps somebody like me able to manage, you know, 79 active Wi-Fi projects really easily. And one other thing that I'd like to, to mention too, that really helps, and again, this is seven signal specific, but this should be also for, for you and for your vendor, if you were in this project, is that I had mentioned in the document that we have like different links to go into help. This is a living document for, as well. This is our info.7signal.com. Any information that's involved in the project can be answered through this document. They're not very hard to create and they're always a living document. So again, when you are an army of one and a lot of people have different tasks, you might not be responsible for it. Instead of them waiting for the meeting or maybe just sending a, a quick email, uh, they can actually be empowered to look at this information themselves and say, oh, I remember that information right here is in the getting start, started document. So having a living document that shows the customer, your, your customer or our customer, anybody project you're doing this for to show, hey, this is the information that you need. It's referenced right here really helps with the transparency and really helps with uh, smoothing out a lot of uh, confusion sometimes between projects on what actually needs to be done or what's needed. Uh, it's, it's all right here. And as engineers, engineers, we like to have this documentation to ourselves to be able to research more instead of your, your meetings actually becoming a Q&A session of what you need X, Y, and Z, you actually enable your, your end users or your people on the team to say, you know, this is the information I got it. I got it on my calendar next week. I'm going to be able to report on it. We're good to go. Right on. Thanks, Chris. Uh, great presentation. <clears throat> got uh, some questions coming in here. Some of them are around uh, getting a copy of today's presentation. Um, so we do, we will share today's presentation with you. Um, we will post it on YouTube as well. So depending on your patience, uh, you can go directly to YouTube and pull it up about an hour after today's show. Um, or you can uh, sit tight and wait for your email uh, from Todd Taylor uh, with the link to today's presentation. Um, so a question here from Adam 
Uh, how do you get device? Uh, sorry, how do you get device endpoint and network teams on the same page? So, um, and you know, we run into this a lot. So it's you got the network guys saying that their gear is in it, protecting their gear, making sure their gear is innocent, and then you've got the device teams saying uh, it's not the device, it's the network, and you know the finger pointing goes back and forth. So, um, right. you know, any advice there, Chris? Absolutely, and we, we deal with that a lot. Uh, get them involved early, uh, and get them in the process somehow. Make them beta beta testers. Uh, get their input. Uh, ask them what good looks like. And you know, focus on a collaboration and the strengths between both of the teams on what the project will do, and you'll get a lot more uh, headway with those teams instead of just assigning tasks to them and it's just one more task for them to do. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. Um, advice. Uh, uh, let's see. Sorry. Mike is looking for advice on how to ask for a budget. You know, we run into that all the time, especially on the proof of concepts, right? Uh, you know, this is, we, we start out in a project budget sometimes. Sometimes it's more strategic for the organization. Uh, there's always pain. Um, mm -hmm. Any thoughts on where the budgets come from? Uh, absolutely. You want to put your feet in the shoes of the business owner. And you want to be able to show why you need that money to be spent to benefit the business. Uh, you can show examples of that the competitors, your competitors are actually using this and they're going to have a, a competitive advantage. You can show this as, you know, this will keep more time, uh, more resources for us to do another project. You want to make your budget case applicable to the business needs in the future direction of that company. That always works. Mm -hmm. Agree. Thanks. I should probably clarify that about always works, but it, it usually always, you know, at least gets you into consideration. Uh, next question here isn't related to project management, but a general question. I'll pitch it over to you, Chris. But uh, does Seven Signal, does the Seven Signal product help with the site survey, or is there a broader, better product out there out there for that? So maybe you can. I know what you're going to say. Um, so talk to. Uh, that great partner we have and, you know, the integration, the ability we have to import those site surveys, if you, if you don't mind. Yeah. So uh, our seven signal, we can import site surveys from, from Echohal. Uh, a site survey tool, uh, again, depends on a lot of variables uh, and the vendor that you choose. Uh, a great way to actually get more information about that is to request some of these vendors to reach out to them and actually ask them that exact same question that you've asked us and say, you know, what's, what's the best tool? Or if you use a uh, value-added reseller or a, uh, if you use a services uh, department, you know, going and talking to them about what you, what you want and what your needs are, uh, they should usually come back with three or four different examples. Uh, every site survey tool has their plus and minuses. Uh, it's just, list what you actually want that tool to do, how long you want to use it, the price that you're willing to pay for it, uh, and then send that on and you'll start to get people that will say, hey, that's actually our tool or that's not our tool for you. And you can make a decision that way. 
Exactly. Yep. Right on. Oh, and uh, Chris, I've got a little fun fact since we're talking about Ekahau. Did you know that we went through the same incubator as Ekahau in Finland? No, I did not know that. That's awesome. Yes. And also in that same incubator was a company called Angry Birds. <laughs> oh, man, that's the trifecta of amazing technology right there. Maybe they'll make a movie. About this. What do you think? <laughs> it, could, it could very well make a movie. Uh, so I'll end it with this next question, and and it's around buy-in. How do you get C-level buy-in for your projects? And and we live this too. Absolutely. Uh, put yourself in their shoes. Uh, understand what they're going through with the, what they need. They're trying to do their business as best they can. They have someone to report to, especially C-level. They have shareholders. They have. Uh, investors, they've got board meeting or board to, to talk to, talk to that person or those people about where the business is going and what we're trying to accomplish, and then see how your project or your budget can actually help that project, uh, help help him you know, move on and get those new resources by having budget for a product that's actually going to help him do his job instead of instead of hurt. The uh, example is if say a building was being decommissioned and you weren't aware, but you were looking at, you know, maybe doing a refresh, you know, you two, two things are working against each other, just having a conversation with the sea level and saying, you know, where, where are we going to be in six months? Or I, I need this project. He's like, Hey, we're about to you know, possibly acquire this new building or uh, acquire this company or, you know, who knows? And you start having these conversations with them. They start putting you as a strategic decision uh, maker. They put you on that other side of the fence instead of just an expense. And you'll see that you get a lot more uh, noticeability about your budget and some of the ideas that you have because you're helping to grow the business. Great. Thanks, Chris. 